BP added more than $70 billion to the U.S. economy in 2022 by making investments from coast to coast. Investments like building charging hubs for fleets of electric buses in California and starting up new infrastructure in the Gulf of Mexico. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. I think I may have overdone the rain gear today. He's got like hunting gear. He's in full hunting gear. He's it's got like, it's, it's been drizzling, but it's like I have rain pants and, a, and my raincoat on. I might have overdone it just Maybe Look like the Gordon's fisherman in here. I don't know why. I think you're used to your uh, your adventuring. Maybe. I'm, I'm not going to be doing much adventuring today. I'll be going to football practice. Oh, it's close. Yeah. Uh, so it's uh, this is Eagle Eye Podcast presented by Nissan, Dave Zengar, Ruben Frank. Number one in uh, Macau. Macau. Thanks. Number two in Turkey now. Are we? Yeah. That's good. Moving on up. Moving on up. What other obscure country can we uh, take over next? Well, we're like a we're like a we're not a big dictatorship, but we're like taking over smaller countries. We're getting we're getting more powerful. We're like Jerry Lewis in France. Okay. We're number thirteen in Japan. Are we? Yeah. We're getting there. But we were number eleven, so we're dropping. Oh no, <laughs> that's not good. I can't believe somebody actually tracks this, but they do, and we're gonna laugh about it. <laughs> All right. Well, today we're gonna get into a bunch of different things. We're going to talk about Sidney Jones and Isaac Saimalu. Um, some shared themes between those two players. We're going to look at the Jets because um, they stink. I mean, they're really bad, and we're going to find out just how bad they are on Sunday. Uh, but let's start with Sidney Jones. Um, we're, we're getting to the point of his career now where it's fair to look at the body of work and say, uh-oh, th- this could have been our bad pick. Yeah, I wrote a piece on Sydney uh, and NBC uh, Sports and uh, Philadelphia. And kind of just looking at his career, um, he's left four games early. Um, he's missed um, nine total games. He's played in nine games. And he's never played more than five healthy games in a row. And this is taking out— and this, is a, this is forget the Achilles in his rookie Which year. is the only way to look at him. I sure. Think. Yeah. Because they knew what they were getting. They knew he had to rehab that, that first year, and, and he did. He played in the last game, which didn't mean anything. But uh, since then, it's been one half string after another. And uh, you really have to wonder. And, you know, he's only 23. So I'm not certainly not going to close the, the book on him. Uh, and, and there are times where you do see some talent. I thought he had a good training camp. I, I thought he looked confident. He looked, you know, he's healthy. Consistent. He was looking. He didn't have a bad day. Uh, you give up a pass here and there. Everybody does. But uh, I, was, I was pretty excited to see him. Uh, you know, to see him play. And it's just been one disappointment after another. And I would say even when he's healthy, uh, he's been up and down. He's been shaky. And and I think the thing that really is kind of ominous to me is he's now coming off an Achilles and four hamstrings. I think two of them, the middle two, are probably related. At the end of last year, he was never really right. He played in the Saints game. And he was he was still obviously hurting. So, how many are related? I don't know. But he's basically always been hurt. And you just got to wonder about the cumula- cum- cumulative. That's tough. That was tough for That's me. A tough one. Uh, we might be number three in Turkey by the end of that <laughs> word. Uh, the cumulative effects of these injuries on his ability to run. And with it, without being able to run a cornerback, I don't care how skilled you are, you, you don't have anything. So Is Turkish a language? They speak Turkish? I think, I think they speak Farsi. We can ask Farsi <laughs> if he's here. Yeah. Uh, but... Um, but yeah, so I, I'm 
I'm I'm concerned. Uh, I mean, this is the guy they took at 43, and y- you can't be wrong about a, a guy that you take that high. I mean, there's there's three corners they've taken that high in the last 50 years. Um, you know, uh, before him, Roynell Young, Eric Allen, and 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 uh, Lito Shepard, they were all Pro Bowlers, and he's not. And I think the most frustrating thing with Sydney, and I've been bullish on Sydney since they got him because I really liked him in the pre-draft process. And at the time, I thought this was kind of a, a clever way to get a really good player, um, and you just had to wait a year. But that obviously hasn't happened. I love the pick when they made it. Yeah, and I think the most frustrating thing about Sydney for me is that we see the flashes. At times, I mean, and, and it was more than a flash at this training camp. This training camp was really – he played well for a month straight. Um, he, to me, he was the best cornerback on the field for a month straight. Yeah, and, you know, you, you see him jogging off the field at Lambeau Thursday night. Um, I thought he had, like, a hand injury or something, the way he was running, because he's, oh, well, he, at least it's not his hamstring because he's running off the field, and he doesn't come back in. Um, I, I just wonder about his you – know, sometimes there's, there's a difference between – not being totally healthy and being hurt. And sometimes you just got to play. If you're 90%, you just got to play. And I don't know. I'm not uh, – I can't tell you how his hamstring feels, but I, I know um, in that locker room in week four, uh, there's nobody that's 100%. Yeah, and, and, and they're point, in a situation where they need him. Yeah. I mean, if, they don't, if, the, if he doesn't play against the Jets, Craig James is playing. And, and nothing against Craig James, but – um, they really need Sidney Jones in this game. And I, I think it is fair to wonder, and we don't know. We don't know how bad the hamstring has been throughout all these injuries. I think last year it was pretty significant. But I, I think there is a point where it's it's kind of a fine line. Like you want to be 100% because a hamstring is something that you can re-injure. But sometimes the team needs you. And uh, I, it's such a tricky thing because you, you definitely don't want to question somebody's toughness because you don't know what they're going through. You don't know how bad it is. But – uh, it's certainly concerning that he can't get in the field. It is, and uh, he did, he was limited in practice, so he was out there on Wednesday doing some things. I would think he'll probably at least try to play against the Jets. Yeah, I mean, the situation is so dire right now that if he can't play, um, even if he can play, they still might need to call somebody up from the practice squad because you're going to go into this game with, even if he's healthy, that's four corners and he's not really healthy. So you're down the three corners you know are healthy going into this game. That's probably not enough. And two of them were on the roster two weeks ago. Yeah, one is 32-year-old Orlando Skandrick, and one is Craig James, who has three career defensive snaps. <laughs> so it's it's not a great situation. Say what you want about Sidney Jones, but he still gives them more than probably both of those two players. If he's healthy, sure. Yeah, it is a frustrating thing because um, I-, I thought people were too quick to judge him last year. I thought that last year when people were judging him, it was unfair because they were taking into account the previous year. But now that it's in the second year removed from the Achilles, that he's still hurt and still struggling, now I think it becomes fair. Last year, I thought it was unfair. I thought last year people who were judging him prematurely were looking at that Achilles year and holding it against him, which you can't do because they knew the situation when they drafted him. But now we're in the year two of him post Achilles injury and he can't get on the field when he's on the field he hasn't looked good it's concerning because I thought the Eagles got a blue chip player and they got a guy who can't even get on the field 
Yeah, now there is help on the way. Uh, Jalen Mills will miss two more games. Uh, LeBlanc comes back. Well, potentially could come back in another month. Darby, who knows? Uh, he's uh, probably a few weeks he's away. Probably a few weeks away. So um, they got to, you know, they got at least uh, Jalen Mills. I mean, look, you know, it looks like I mean, this is the guy that nobody wanted. Now everybody's like clamoring. It's when's, hilarious. When's Jalen back? Jalen was the worst cornerback in the league, according to a lot of people, and now they want him back really bad. Uh, but that's kind of the way it goes when you see the first few games of the season. And the thing about Sydney is he's 23. Um, young players can get better. They can figure things out. They can learn their learn their body and and learn how to how to you know how to bounce back from adversity. And I think we've seen that uh, in one of his teammates. Nice, very good job. Thank you. Uh, I learned from the best. Yeah. So Isaac Samalu, um, his week two was one of the worst games. Ever, right? I mean, that was a ferocious. It was week two. It was bad. It was a bad game. It's terrible. It was one of the Atlanta. worst games I've seen an offensive lineman play since the old uh, since the old fireman was in his heyday. I mean, and, and it was probably the worst game we've seen since Samalu did it in his second year yeah. in 2017. He got benched that year. He didn't get benched this time around, and it looks like that move might pay off. He's been much better. In the last two weeks, I had a chance to catch up with Isaac, and, and I thought it was really interesting. Um, he admitted that you know his process doesn't change whether it's a good game or a bad game. He tries to stay even keel. It's it's a hard thing to do. And I asked him if he would have been able to get over that game two years ago, and he he said probably not. Let me just read you this quote because I I think it's really good. He said that's something I had to learn. It sucks. You have to learn it. You have to go through shitty situations to play better and learn from it, but it's just kind of the way of the world. If this game was easy, you'd see everybody doing it. It's one thing to get in the NFL. It's another to be a really good player. That's always what I'm striving for, especially playing next to these four other guys. That's pretty telling to me. It's good stuff. Yeah. and um, it, Because you can tell it's something he's, he's struggled with is, is, is being consistent. We, we, he's got ability. He's a strong kid. Absolutely. He uh, was a third-round pick for a reason. Yeah, but yet you can see him – you know, when, when things go bad, they spiral. And that's something that he's got to figure out. And, you know, I think this is a good sign. He's played better. I thought the Green Bay game, he, he played really well. Uh, Jeff Stoutland, the Eagles offensive line coach, who they, I mean, they listen to what Jeff Stoutland says. They care a lot about his opinion. He loves Isaac Sayamalu. Um, and and I, I asked him, like, what, what do you love about him? What, what are those things? And he said he, he thinks he's equally good in the run as the pass, which – I haven't seen. I mean, I think he's been much better in the run. Uh, but he also said he's a problem solver, and, and that was interesting to me. So I, I, I dove a little deeper. And he said he's kind of like Kelsey, that, like, they're not always going to be lined up correctly against the defense. The defense isn't always going to do what they want them to do. But Isaac's quick enough on his feet that he can fix some of those problems on the fly. And when you have guys like that next to Kelsey, next to Brandon Brooks, he's, it's a really smart offensive line and they can cover a lot of problems on this offense and they're coming off their best game of the season they need to be this team's best unit yeah and he's surrounded by pro bowlers yeah uh, all four guys have made pro bowls yeah and he can't be multiple the, he can't be the weak link link because you're you're only as good as your weak link so uh and, and and the thing is i think with isaac it's great that he he's playing better but uh, he he's got to put together a consistent stretch here. Now it's it's not enough to. All right, he played better against Green Bay. He can't go out there and stinking up against the Jets. He's got to, you know, he's got to show he can be. I mean, because you know, Wiz isn't here anymore, so that that fallback option isn't here. And they're obviously gonna 
sink or swim with Isaac, he's got to be consistent. Yeah, and I think there's something to to the point of, you know, you can have a bad game. Bad games happen. You can't have a terrible game. You can't be a turnstile out there. Everyone's gonna, He could have gotten Carson killed. Yeah, I mean, everyone's going to fluctuate a little bit. You know, it's not like – even Hall of Fame player, like Jason Peters isn't having a, an A-plus game every single game, but he doesn't have Ds. He doesn't have Fs. You know what I mean? Like he has – his worst game is a C, and I think that's where Isaac needs to get to. We had it? that one bad podcast. It was number 22. Never happened. No, we did. Number 22. Was... We See, we – we had to oh, learn on that one. Oh, good. <laughs> we had to learn from that mistake, I guess. Whether you're doing quality work or enjoying some quality time, you need a quality truck. Now get to Nissan's Truck Month and save big on our award-winning trucks like the 2019 Nissan Titan and Frontier. Shop ChooseNissan.com and your local Nissan store today. So the Jaguars have this player you guys might have heard of. His name's Jalen Ramsey. And... Uh, the Eagles might be interested in him, right? Because he's a cornerback, and they need a cornerback, and it all kind of adds up. Jalen Ramsey wants to be traded from the Jaguars, and all this seems well and good. But here's the problem. Shad Khan, the Jaguars' owner, told the Associated Press he doesn't want to trade Jalen Ramsey. So you believe him? I don't know. What do you make of that? There there are two ways to look at this. Um, One is that he's posturing, and this is his way of telling the rest of the league we need more, and I don't know what that would be because apparently he's reportedly already been offered two first-round picks, but uh, there could be posturing. It could be saying, hey, you got to really wow us to get this player. Or the second possibility is he's telling the truth. He wants to keep Jalen Ramsey because he's looking at his division right now. The Jaguars are 2-2. Two and two. They have a young rookie quarterback who's done some great things, and it's winnable. They have a chance to make the playoffs if they can get Ramsey to buy in. Yeah, and I don't even know if it's buying in as much as they have the leverage because if if it comes to the point where you know he holds out or he doesn't have an excuse for missing games, and he's he's seemed to find some excuses so far, but um, he he won't get paid, and he also will lose a year of you know pension credit if he if he holds out. So if that happens, um, he 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 won't become a free agent. Until he uses up that, you know, the, those contract years, so they have the leverage. I, 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 and I'll tell you what. Normally, I would say he's just posturing, uh, talking about Khan. But the fact that they turned down two ones tells me he's serious. That tells me he he doesn't want to make a move. Which I think I, I said that last week. I said I don't think they're going to trade him. If you're not going to take two ones, what do you, nobody's going to give you more than that. Yeah, you're probably right. As good as the kid is, you're not going to. You're not going to mortgage your entire future for. You're not going to give. I mean, what? Two, if you don't take two ones, what are you going to take? They don't want players. That's been. I mean, I guess the ones are coming. Any team who would trade for him is a good team, right? So those ones are going to be devalued. Lower, yeah. Ten, you know, probably the end of the the, the round. So you're you're not going to take, you know, two twenty a twenty four and a twenty six. What are you going to take a three? Is that going to get it done? You're not going to give up two ones and a three. So. I, I think that uh, at this point, I think he's. I think he means it. Yeah, he's probably going to end up staying in Jacksonville. If you're Howie, do you go to Plan B? Do you try to find? Would you trade for a corner, or would you just hold out hope that these guys eventually get back in the field and play better? Not trade for a corner if if you can get a deal that makes sense. Yeah, I would too. I, I also wouldn't 
rule out the possibility of trading for defensive linemen? Oh, absolutely. Because I think that would at least cover up some deficiency on the back end. There's no question. I think they need a player, though. Yeah, I do, too. I do, too. They need one or the other. They, they might need both. And Howie's history is that, you know, he'll, he'll do it. And again, if they had drafted better, we wouldn't be in this position. But it's, it's been an issue. Um, they've been inconsistent drafting, and, and that's why they need, they need some help at, at both spots. And you'd hate to – because I think with this offense, you're going to be in every game. But, uh, you know, it, what are you going to go – go to the NFC Championship game uh, against the Rams or whoever, and all of a sudden there's Sydney – hobbling off the field I don't I don't know how you can count him at this point well here comes DJ White is that his name but I'll tell you <laughs> that's the practice squad kid I'll tell you one thing Rasul's been been solid and if they didn't have Rasul they'd be screwed he's the only corner who's been healthy I, th- I think he missed part of one game uh, but came back and played I think he's very tough um, he's not a speed guy uh, he's not a great matchup against I mean he can't always be your your number one guy because he's just kind of more of a, you know, slower size guy. He doesn't match up well against speed guys, but uh, he's tough. He's great against the run. He's physical. Uh, he's been able to stay healthy, knock on wood. And, yeah, they're lucky they have him. Yeah, and you brought up the point. And who said all along he was their best corner? That would be, that'd be me, Dave, number don't, two in Turkey. Don't hurt your shoulder patting yourself on the back. Number there. two in Turkey. My point was always that Sydney was their most talented corner, and I'm not moving from that. Like he just can't get on the field. Yeah. Uh, but you're right. You brought up the point that if you know if Sidney Jones was what they thought he was going to be, we're not talking about Jalen Ramsey right now. Yep. So it's it's a blemish on their drafting record, which frankly hasn't been great over the last few years. Yeah, especially when you look at who was available when they took when they took. Sydney. Sure. Yeah, there were some real options there. Alvin Kamara for one. Yeah. <laughs> he looked pretty good in Eagles uniform. He's he's been doing all right for himself. He's not bad. Let's go to a different running back uh, who doesn't play quite as much. Uh, Corey Clement. Just trying to out-segue each other here. <laughs> Corey Clement really doesn't have a role with this team right now. Yeah, it's, it's been interesting watching. And we kind of knew when they went out and, and drafted Miles Sanders and signed or uh, traded for Jordan Howard that, you know, Corey Clement might be the odd man out. And then, and then Darren Sproles comes back. He's ended up not really playing that much either. But, you know, you think about Corey Clement and – I remember having this conversation with him in, in the in the locker room in Minnesota after the Super Bowl that, you know, I was one of the MVP voters mm-hmm. for the Super Bowl. And I joked with him at media day that something like, you know, I, I told him I'm, I'm going to be a voter for the MVP. And I was joking that, you know, maybe I'll, you know, if you're nice to me, if you take me out to dinner, I'll, I'll, I'll vote for you. And then he ends up having 100 receiving yards. It was in the conversation. Making two insane catches. Uh, you know, I don't know which one was more impressive, the, the, the long one that set up the Philly special or the, you know, the one back in the back of the, of the end, end zone. zone that was just three guys on him. I mean, it was an incredible play. And he was good down the stretch that year, too. It wasn't out of nowhere. The last, you know, four to six weeks, he was he was catching the ball. He was running. He, he he really looked like a player, and you know, then you know, last year he was hurt. I think even before he, you know, he shut it down, he was hurt. He never looked like himself. But uh, the, what I was getting at was he would he probably would have been third in the MVP voting, sure. You know, behind the two quarterbacks, you know, maybe Ertz would would have been in there, but Aguilar had a big game. Aguilar had well, he had the three catches on the one drive, yeah. Uh, but if I was voting, I probably I would have gone Foles, Brady, Clement. And now a guy who was third in the Super Bowl voting 18 months ago can't get on the field. And now he lost the kick returner job to Miles Sanders. Now he lost the kick returner job. Uh, Doug Peterson was asked about Corey, and and he said, he said, you know, he understands the situation. He's, 
he's not in, in the rotation on offense right now. And they, they went out and got two guys who look pretty good. Uh, he, his role is special teams. Um, he only played eight snaps on special teams against the Packers. He was coming back from a shoulder, so that's not surprising. But I think he's going to be a guy now. You're, you're seeing a guy who's gone from being a Super Bowl near MVP or in the mix to being a special teamer in two years. And it's and a special teamer without returning. Without returning. So uh, he's an ultimate team guy. I think he understands as an uh, undrafted rookie, you know, coming into the league as an undrafted rookie uh, and having to make the team that way that nothing's guaranteed to him. And I think he's just happy to be in the league. But it has been, it's been interesting. I would trust him running a screen, running a wheel route, uh, giving him a few carries. Uh, if, if they need him, I, I think he's a good player. But uh, it's not too often you see a guy's role change that dramatically, that quickly. Yeah, and you know Darren Sproles, the first game of the year, they used him a ton. And even his role right now on offense, at least the last few games, has been really diminished too. Um, so originally I thought Clement was here to kind of be Sproles' backup in case you know the 36-year-old running back goes down. And I guess he would be, but... Even if that were to happen, I still don't know if there's a huge role for him. Yeah, it's interesting. And and the way Howard and Sanders played Thursday night, if they keep doing that and and that rotation keeps working, those guys – I mean, Corey's played three offensive snaps. Yeah. And they were on, on the first game. Doesn't have a – I don't believe he's got a carry or a, or a catch yet. At Nissan, we just made your choice for a new car, an easier one than ever, with our most exciting and fuel-efficient lineup. Choice is yours. Now get great offers across our full line. Shop at your local Nissan store today and choose Nissan.com. The Jets stink. Okay, moving on to other things. How did you even do matchups? It was tough, man. I And every, every week I try to look at some tape from the team that the Eagles are playing. I did watch a little bit of it. But I wasn't going to subject myself to that. It's hard to watch. The only reason they didn't lose last week is because they didn't play. Um, in a f- few weeks, they do play the Dolphins, so that'll be a rousing game for them. A They're going to beat the Dolphins. They probably will. Yeah. Um, seven to four. <laughs> yeah, two safeties in that one. A couple. That's. The, I think it's the only way to get four. It is field goal and a PAT. Um, Luke Falk. I mean, this offense with him at quarterback is just. When's the last time the Eagles faced a quarterback who's, who had never thrown a touchdown in his career? Probably when they faced RG3 in his first career game. Yeah, maybe. I, 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 that was Chip's I, first game, right? That, yeah, that's interesting. I don't know. Um, but the offense— You will know by the end of the week. I bet I will. <laughs> um, Luke Falk, with him, him at quarterback, this offense is like completely inept. I mean, they, have, they don't have good players. And Le'Veon Bell is still pretty good, but he doesn't have any blocking in front of him. Um, it's it's been pretty bad, I, and and Le'Veon's like right now he's averaging two point nine yards per attempt. Two point one of those are coming after contact. He's broken ten tackles. He's like he's trying, but there's just nothing there for him. Chris Herndon's out. Their their tight end. He's suspended, so he'll be back I think next game. They have some injuries. I mean C.J. Mosley, their talented middle linebacker's out. Quinn Never Williams. count out the Jets, my friend. The <laughs> New York football Jets, they always fight, my friend. Oh, that's awful. Oh, gosh. No, no, but, you know, the Eagles' run defense has been so good. Even with that 44-yard they gave up on, on a trick play 
What are they averaging like giving up 60 yards and like yeah. three points? And we goals. really probably don't talk about their run defense enough. They're the number one run defense in the league since Jim Schwartz took over. And it, and it makes people throw. And it, it yeah. they've had success doing it. I would never run the ball against the Eagles. I'd throw every down. The Packers almost did. Uh, but Yeah, he forces that. And, and that's kind of what every defense wants to do. Yeah. They want to force you to throw the ball. Now, if the Eagles had some cornerbacks who could cover, that would help. But since 2016, the Eagles have – in 52 games, 90.7 yards per game against the run. That's pretty good. Uh, it's really good. It's a lot lower this year. Yeah. Um, so I don't know if they're going to be able to find any room on the ground. And the problem is if they don't, what are they going to do? Is Luke Falk really going to – like? But like, who's he throwing to? I mean, when Jamison Crowder's your your best option? He, and he is. Demarius Thomas might be back for this game, but he's not what he used to be, and now he's coming back from injury. Uh, I mean, Crowder's a, a fine player. And I guess that is a matchup in this game because he's going to be in the slot most likely going against Orlando Skandrick, who was on, a, his, on his couch last week. It's a matchup I think every football fan just gets so <laughs> geeked up for, Jamison Crowder versus Orlando Skandrick. Yeah, it is something to watch in this game. It's, it's their best receiver against a guy who wasn't playing last week. But, yeah, it's not super exciting, is it? Now, defensively, they're not bad. I mean, they're middle they of the pack. They're players. They've only given up, I think they've given up 23 points a game, which is pretty good considering that defense has to play like 46 minutes a game. Yeah. And Jamal Adams is is really, really good player. He's a good player. You have to kind of know where he is at all times. And, and he plays different positions. He's um, he's really active. And Carson has to kind of know where he is on every play because he can hurt you. Um, without Mosley, though, they're really missing him. Uh, the defensive line is is decent. They have Leonard Williams next to Quinn and Williams, who I'm excited to see Quinn and Williams first-round pick. I think he's going to be a pretty good player. Um, and I guess that's something to watch. We talked about Sam Alu before. He'll have to face off against either Williams or Williams, so that'll be something to watch. But ultimately, the Eagles should blow this team out. They better. They better. And you know what's funny? You know, everyone was giving the Cowboys crap earlier in the year because – until they played the Saints, they hadn't played anyone. But they took care of business. And that's something this Eagles team hasn't done since the start of the 2018 season. When they play bad teams, and there have been some exceptions to that, the Redskins and Giants games, but they've played other bad teams that they haven't beat convincingly. You have to kind of take care of the games in front of you. And this is a game where they should, they should be playing backups by the third quarter. Where did you see that? What? That was my prediction. I, I wrote exactly. Oh, did you? That. I didn't read it yet. Um, they're nineteen and five under Doug against losing teams, so that's good. Um, but a lot of those games, like you said, have been too close for comfort. Really, not the Super Bowl year, but last year. Uh, just, I don't want the Jets in the game. I, you got to just go take care of business. I'd like to see them really take command of this game early. You know, seventeen nothing early in the second quarter. Get some first quarter points. Yeah. And, and just don't give up big plays. Because, I mean, this team, you should not give up any big plays to this team. To that, that's a, it's an offense with no firepower. Um, if, I, if this game is close going into the third quarter, I'll, I'll be really disappointed. It'll be really uh, discouraging as far as what this team – I mean, when you have a chance at home, I mean, you're home. You're, this is your only home game in a five-game stretch. you got to stomp on this team. you got to stomp on them, and this should be no contest by, by the second half. And this will be a good test of their focus, I think, because as much as teams say we have to focus on, on the game in front of us, they know there's a tough stretch coming. You have three road games after this one. And I think it's only human nature to kind of peek ahead at the schedule. 
And, you know, they're going to say all the right things. No, we have to focus on this game. We have to focus on this game. But they, I think you do have to fight human nature a little bit, right? I mean, it's I, I don't worry about that with this team. No? I, I, don't, I don't. Okay. Yeah, they, they – I, I just don't think this team has that in their nature. They don't – I think they're pretty focused. I don't think they look ahead. I, I, I think everyone looks that. ahead. I think it's – There's guys who don't even know who they play next week. You're talking to like – you know, Ertz is like, uh, you know, he's like, yeah, you know, the Jets, blah, blah, blah. He's like, I don't, I don't even know who we play. I'm like, what, you're at Minnesota. He's like, oh, yeah. Like, I think a lot of these guys really – Really don't know who's next. They're, they literally do take it one game at a time. But we'll find out soon enough. When you look at how bad they are, and you look at the film, then maybe that that is something you got to guard against. And maybe start getting ready for Minnesota. If you're a football fan, you need to check out this new game Sunday night seven on the NBC Sports Predictor app. Hey, there's really no reason not to play. It's totally free and has two million dollars in guaranteed cash prizes this year, with a hundred thousand dollars up for grabs every week. Just make seven predictions about what will happen Sunday Night Football for a chance to win some serious money. Download the NBC Sports Predictor app or head to NBCSports.com slash predictor right now to make your Sunday Night 7 picks. Anything else? No. Big one. Get this one out of the way. Get to 3-2. and two. Uh, Considering you're going into Green Bay 1-2, and two, that would be a good place to be. And, you know, and, and fasten your seatbelts for a, a three-game road trip that's going to really kind of determine – you know, what, what kind of season the Eagles have. Yeah, absolutely. Well, thanks, everyone, for listening. This has been the Eagle Eye Podcast presented by Nissan for Ruben Frank. I'm Dave Zenger. We'll talk to you next time.